0: Ham Weekend Mailbag is here again, baby. You, me,
1: and our boy Fitzmagic living his best life at Augusta. Does that look like, uh, you know, it, it was contemplating retirement because he was only getting $7 million, and then he got the $10 million guaranteed and now he's just living? I mean, talk about just life, huh? I mean, that's I, I, that guy's living, bro.
0: That guy's living. He's got the chair, you know. They say at Augusta, right? You put the chair down, no one moves it. But right now, it's like the seating is. You could argue if you're in this event, or even if like if you're in the last Masters, it's one of the most memorable sporting events you'll ever attend because there's the
1: crowd is so small. Have you noticed some of the holes? How great the fan, like the opportunity to just watch shit is. You know, typically you and I went to U.S. Open a couple years ago. You can't even move. No, can't. And here it's like you, you could. He might just be on like that. Could be like hole 16 or hole 18. Like he could be. You just sit wherever you want. He can get up and walk with a group and still have a place to sit on every hole. 100%. I saw yesterday the responses. Maybe the Chiefs retweeted it and like, how did Mahomes and Kelsey get tickets? Like, how do you think? (laughs) (laughs) How did Trevor Lawrence get tickets? I I, I did read the way that they got him is obviously Adidas. You know, I mean, some has a big... Patrick Mahomes has a deal with Adidas, and Adidas has, if you notice, some players in the the Masters, so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would imagine Mm -hmm. Nike and some of those people get some slots. I would imagine they'll take some photos of Mahomes wearing some cool Adidas
0: sneakers, and it pays for itself. Yeah. All right, everybody. Mailbag, it's very simple. You go to iTunes. You leave us a review on iTunes. In that review, you leave a question, and that is where all these mailbag questions come from. This particular mailbag, if you're listening to the podcast, which will come out on Saturday – this one's live on YouTube, so if you're on YouTube, we will get to some of your questions at the end of the mailbag, but iTunes mailbag questions get
1: get the uh, first crack at, the, at this mailbag. Yep, live on the tube, uh, brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. Download the app, promo code ham. Our friends at mybookie.ag. I'm not going to win a single dollar on this tournament, but it's been fun. Uh, promo code ham1, mybookie.ag, promo code ham1. And our friends at American Giant. American-giant, Dash 15% off. Hoodies, v-necks. Regular t shirts, you name it. I, I got a pair of sweatpants actually in my in my bedroom right now. American Dash Giant. Can I show you something? Jaggers. Normally when you're doing an advertisement for a product, you show the 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 product.
0: Yeah. But I today, it's the end of the week. I've worn all the American Giant t-shirts I have. I'm wearing a different company, and look how bad this collar is. Oh it's like a what is that? Huh? I mean, this might as well be a V-neck. American Giant, I've washed several times the collar on the t-shirt stays strong. So tell us the company. I will not tell you the company because these are actually American-made, too, but just not made as well. No, they're not. Try to go American-made when I can. Luckily, American Giant hits you with the American-made and the high-quality product. All right. I can already see the YouTube comments are streaming in, so we'll have to get to some of those. We've got a ton of mailbag questions, John. So uh, without further doo-doo, let's dive in. Here we go. Mailbag question number one. This comes from Jay Shelby. Says, question, with all the Mac Jones talk to the Niners, would it be an all-time smokescreen if the Niners ended up drafting Lance or Fields? Is there a past draft smokescreen that compares to this? Closest I can think of is NFL people believing the Browns would take Darnold or Allen, and then a couple days before it was leaked that Baker would be the pick. Perhaps the draft narrative will change once Kyle and John attend Fields or Lance's second pro day, five stars promo code HAM. It really, didn't the Baker thing change once <clears throat> Baker did the photo, like the Brett Favre recreation photo, when there was like some Cleveland hints in the photo? Do you remember that? Remember the famous photo of Brett taking the call wearing like jorts?
1: Mm-hmm, didn't I remember did Baker that. do that, and there was like some Cleveland hints in the photo, and that's... I thought we found out maybe Wednesday... Okay. of that week, and maybe he did that Wednesday afternoon. Did he do that before the draft, that photo? The photo I right. thought was before the draft, yeah. yeah. And, and you're saying there was like a Jim Brown picture in the background? Yeah, so maybe just some you, you little things kind of, or yeah. some, I don't know, like a photo of the, the um, Dave & Buster's from downtown Cleveland. Or I, don't I, 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 I I truly don't know, besides just fucking with people, which I'd never blame anyone for doing because it's pretty easy to pay, play uh, the media who then plays the fans like a fiddle. But I don't really quite get this one, but... You know, clearly the messaging is pretty strong, where it's you know it's going to be Mac Jones, right? Yeah, and look, it's funny because
0: I was thinking about this. The, the messaging is really strong that Zach Wilson's going to the Jets, and none of us are like, no, nope, smoke screens. <laughs> but with Mac, we're like, well, there must be something else.
1: Well, because I, I I think the major difference though is Zach Wilson was considered the number two quarterback during the season, and definitely once the season ended. Once it ended, the the Mac Jones thing is pretty insane. Yeah, I, yeah, I that's think true. most people, but. Now they're drafting third. There's no reason for a smokescreen anymore. You wouldn't think. Beside, I, I, I do think the league likes it. I, I, yeah. I've i had, guy, I, I think this draft, there is no television show beside football things that do over 10 million people over the last couple of years. I saw the Gonzaga-Baylor game did 17 million, which is a ton, right? I mean, that's a huge number for a non-football event. I think this draft Thursday night is it crazy to think like 25 million people? I think it's going to be historically You're talking about large on our YouTube stream. Well, that I'm just think, I think the draft, just the product is going to be a historically rated NFL draft. All right, here we go. I'm with you. Why not? You agree? I think yes, the interest is out of control. Every team, like you could meet like a random like Carolina fan. Like, what do you think we're going to do? Right. I mean, it's just people are care. Well, remember, I had the theory last year that
0: because this college football season would be so weird that the draft values would be thrown off because you'd have players that didn't play and players that only played in four games. And not only is that not... I mean, maybe there will be some more misses. We'll see. I doubt it. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think this draft will look like all the rest of the drafts in terms of the percentage of players that hit. But it does feel like
1: that there is just as much... But There's no less buzz for this draft than there is for a draft after a full season. Put it that Everyone point. ended up playing, though, right? Beside a couple opt-out guys that were elite. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because for a minute, two conferences weren't going to play, and then they ended up playing games. I mean, Jamar Chase didn't play, right? That was yeah. But one but name. my point is, besides was... the elite opt out guys, yeah, Sewell, yeah, yeah. Chase, yeah, and then the guys that like uh, J C Horn and some of the guys like three four games in were like, yeah, we suck, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's true. That's true. It actually kind of the second. Tier I don't think guys. It's, I don't think it's quite as crazy as we thought it was going to be. To me, the only thing crazy is if a guy had a bad game. And I've been saying this for a while, and just thinking about it for a while. Like, did they practice that week? What was he missing? Like his right guard and his tight end. That's what I and, like, say about Davis things, Mills before the his first game against Colorado, you know, John. One hundred, but he's missed a ton of games. I know. And he, he, he on the internet today. Games. You see him?
0: He's buzzing. He is buzzing. I gotta. Well, I could I could tell. You. Here's my one thing on Davis Mills because Schrager put him in the first round. To who? In his mock draft, I don't remember. Someone just told me it was in the first round. To me, you could make the argument: thirty-two picks in the first round. There may not be thirty-two players with first-round grades on most draft boards, right? You've always said there's usually like twenty, right, or twenty-two, yeah. or something like that. So, I mean, Schneider says there's like sixteen typically. On his so you got to draft somebody. Why not draft a quarterback at the end of the first round that you don't have a first-round grade on, but you think if he had played another year in college, could be a first-round pick? Just you gotta I mean, draft somebody. What his injuries? Huh? What were his injuries? Uh, He had had a knee injury early, maybe out of high school. He had another knee last year, not a full ACL tear. I don't think he had like a surgery. I don't think. But he's had two knee injuries that have cost him games. Yeah. All right. Next up. Uh, This is from Mike P. This is a long one, so I'll try to cut it down. Uh, uh, I may be trying to save face for the Raiders, but hear me out. This might be crazy, but I don't see how Jamarcus is still labeled the biggest bust of all time. If you took that draft, if you look at that draft, as many great players went after him, none of them were QBs. The Raiders had the number one pick. He was the most talented quarterback in the draft. He was a disaster. I get that. But since that, we've seen Sam Bradford, the trade to get RG3, Mariota, the Winston draft. And the trade-up to get Trubisky with Watson and Mahomes sitting there. How is this not debatable now? Some of these teams gave up way more to get the same result. A QB reset a couple of years down the road. Call me crazy, but I think Russell is not the biggest draft bust, even though he was terrible. Love the pod. Wish I heard your takes back then for that draft. LOL. This is not a crazy take, John. He's right. I, 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 think, I think it is. I don't think it's crazy because when you look back at that draft, yes, the players that went after... Joe Thomas, Calvin Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Patrick Willis, Darrell Revis. But he's saying if you needed a quarterback and the Raiders needed a quarterback, you were just going to have to take a quarterback. And all the other quarterbacks turned out to be bad. Whereas Trubisky, not as big a bust as Jamarcus, but you you traded up to take Trubisky over Mahomes and over Deshaun Watson. Do you know... Who is the all-time leading touchdown thrower? Let me pull this up. I'm pulling up the 2007 NFL Draft. Which QB from that class threw the most career touchdowns? We'll name it J.P. Lossman? I don't know. I don't <laughs> that's a, know that's a really good guess. Was that, he in the draft? So here, let me tell you the leading touchdown throwers from that draft. Jamarcus threw 18 touchdowns. Kevin Cobb threw 28 career touchdowns. Followed by Trent Edwards, who threw 26 Drew Stanton, who threw 20, Tyler Thigpen, who threw 21, then Jamarcus, then Brady Quinn, who threw 12, then Troy Smith, who threw eight, and then John Beck, who threw three.
1: Okay, it was a terrible quarterback draft. Here's where we need to separate. The Raiders, like everyone misses on and bust picks. So to me, you separate the Raiders, who are no different than any of the other teams that he listed, to the individual player. Jamarcus Russell did not get to his fourth year. So when I when he brings up Mariota, Mariota's going to have a nine, ten-year career. Jameis Winston's a starting quarterback this year. Uh, who else did he bring up? Sam Bradford played in the league for like nine years. Made $12 10 million years. Dollars, uh, per minute, I think. <laughs> yeah, So it's like those guys, part of Jamarcus's bust, he was out of the league after year three and never came back. I think he is, you know, him or... He's on the short list, right? Him, Leaf, you, you go through the list. I mean, He's on the, uh, I mean, you're right. As a
0: player, for sure. But like
1: the Raiders and the Bears
0: and the yeah, Titans yeah, the, the all team. ended up in the same place.
1: But when we talk about Jamarcus Russell, I think overall we talk about him, the individual, more than the team. How about Greg Papa's great Jamarcus? Was it Greg Papa's Jamarcus story? The deep, The blank DVD? I think that was uh, just a legendary I, Jamarcus that they gave him a blank DVD to watch. I, film. I thought it was players on the team. Eventually, started talking about it, or maybe Lane once told it. I, I forget. Yeah, that they gave Jamarcus a, G- a DVD, right? Well, J- Jim Moore had the same DVD. story. Jim Moore had the same story about Michael Vick, and he claimed to have watched it, but then like
0: you, you couldn't have watched it. There was nothing on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next mailbag question. This is from JT J Tots twenty four. Love the show. Are the Raiders really content heading into the twenty twenty one draft with this roster? I know they'll fill some holes in the draft, but it just feels like they didn't get any better. The team is desperate in uh, desperate need a big change. Why are Gruden and Mayock so hesitant to trade their picks? Not like they hit on them anyway. They need proven players, and they need them now. I'll hang up and listen. Jay Tots. They yeah, haven't got Spradley. I mean, that might be an upgrade.
1: Why? Who are they going to trade for? Like I, I, We've been saying for probably a year, if there was a Jalen Ramsey uh Khalil Mack you know uh Jamal Adams out there I think the Raiders would be the number one you know kind of mark for that team to come after their picks like that, that guy's there isn't an individual that refuses to show up to OTAs or training camp that wants to get traded that plays defense <laughs> you agree there if there was like an elite defender that wanted out they would be the squad yeah it's a good point re- <laughs> absolutely
0: you would need some cap space though but yeah, yeah. I mean they got it's- Yannick
1: they upgraded maybe a coordinator they upgraded a coordinator. He's better. Okay. Uh, offense could be worse. Be a problem,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we'll see. At that offensive line right now is on the right side, right? It's Mark- Nick Martin, Denzel Good, Brandon Parker.
1: I, I, was it five or eight? I I forget the exact number, but I thought it was seven or eight. Aguilar. I mean, they. They're just going to need people that are unproven to fill his spot. Well, that'd be one thing, right? Is it's like okay, Rugs has to be better this year. Can you upgrade Rugs over Rugs from you last year? Derek, you see Derek Instagramming yesterday. He was out throwing in like their uh, the park by their house. It looked like good, good. I mean, I still I I still believe in Henry Rugs, but it's up to well, the ending. Yeah. To... Well, they did not have a connection last year, right? <laughs> it was it was weird. Yeah. Uh, Q Niner. This is his name is QJ. Question for the cast.
0: If Kyle and what if Kyle and company are playing everyone, the speculation of picking Mac Jones really makes no sense. What if they are drafting Kyle Pitts? Somebody, uh, Eric Burkhart, is that the agent's name today? Tweeted about that. He says, "What if they're drafting Pitts?" Listen to the presser. Kyle complimented Josh Rosen without saying his name. He's on the team. He could. (laughs) They flew in Flacco a week before the trade. Flacco was there to be a backup and boost the QB room. Why would they attempt to sign Flacco and allegedly Minshew and and Teddy B with Rosen, Jimmy, Garoppolo, and Josh Johnson already there if they were moving up to draft a QB? doesn't make any sense unless they had a hot taker for JG, Garoppolo, which is currently not the case. I say draft pits. The O-line is better than last year's with the addition of Mack and Trent Williams on the team last year. Sorry for the long analysis, but Pitts would make the offense unstoppable. Your thoughts on Pitts as the potential pick, best sports pod in the biz, in my opinion. Can we address, by the way, everyone, because this happens, this isn't QJ's not the only one who like starts listing the seven guys on the Niners depth chart as like evidence of anything? Like, I
1: don't want to hear it. Yeah, this isn't like a, you know your backup unit on a basketball team. If you have seven quarterbacks... We get five minutes out of Rosen. <laughs> you know, It's like uh, Mahomes and who? Russell Wilson and who? Brady and who? Brady's backup is playing Gabbard. It's like you just need to get that guy. I, I, that would be the craziest moment in draft history. Would you agree? You know what's funny? Yes, an-
0: but I think Niners Twitter would like it more than like if it was like, oh, Pitts... Even though that's crazier than Mac Jones, people yeah, they would, would like it like more.
1: more. I I agree, <laughs> I which agree. is evidence of where people the headspace. Somebody someone suggest- was tweeting at me today, claiming he thought Mac Jones had comparisons. He, he said he watched every snap of every quarterback, uh, you know, the top three or four. Yep. He thought Mac Jones was Joe Montana. He thought we were crazy. I did get those tweets as well. What was I? I got to go back to find that guy's name. But yeah, it was
0: like a thread. Yeah, it's easier for us to get your name if it's in an iTunes comment, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, John, a little heel clicky from what I saw of jT Sullivan's Mac Jones breakdown. All right, next up, uh, Jose Luis Perez Jr. Starting at shortstop. Uh, love the show, hands down the best podcast. My question is, with all the attention on the draft on offense, do you think the Niners did enough on defense in free agency? How big of a loss is Robert Sala? Do you think Posa has a better season than his rookie year? Keep up the great work. Uh, beer, mug, emoji, golf, swing, emoji. Jose Luis Perez Jr. Jose Maria Jr. Olfable? <laughs> see, I think Jose Luis Perez Jr. would be wearing like number 72 for the Chicago White Sox. He'd be like one of the four guys mashing home runs wearing a number in the 70s. You see how White badass two. that team is? <laughs> That's sweet. They got three guys with numbers over 70s. If that... I said that, I would shit my pants if that squad
1: rolled up on me. Well, guy, they all hit... If they were playing for the Giants, they would all be able to hit the Coca-Cola bottle. Like, I mean, they, they, they don't hit bombs. They hit fucking moonshots. Uh... What was the
0: question again? The question is, uh, what do you think? Oh, the defense. Niners do enough
1: on defense? How
0: about Robert Sala's loss? Could Bosa have a better season than his rookie year?
1: We we put up a video yesterday for YouTube only about Bosa running with the sled. Mm-hmm. You see his video today. I did. He went shorts, no shirt, sunglasses. Sungla- ba- I'm glad you noticed that. It was basically like I'm gonna train, but if there's a beach or a happy hour, I can just go right there. You know, it's like I, I am. I'm ready to. I'm ready for ball. I'm ready to get back to rookie of the year status, but I'm also there's a party, there's a pool party, yeah. and I just go right. I'm already kind of sweaty. I just jump right in the water. He really should be working out in like quicksilver board shorts. I know it was uh, it was a solid look. It it does look like Nick Bosa doesn't have much body fat on him and was moving around pretty well. I don't think it's crazy. Nine sacks as a rookie. Uh,
0: I mean, I don't now. Look, the defense up front, like more is going to be required of him the more the longer he plays, given. But what if Javon Kinlaw does take another step forward this year? I I don't think it's
1: crazy that Nick Bosa can have a
0: better year this year.
1: I mean, I think fully healthy, if he never would have got hurt last year, I think this year we would have been expecting like 15, 18 sacks. I mean, to be one of the best players in the league. I think think that's kind of the expectation. To me, the biggest question mark, if Nick Bosa's healthy, he's going to play well. My question is, can Kinlaw become like, damn, Javon Kinlaw? Not just like once every other game, like, damn! Can it be just every game you just become Buckner? You know, part of Buckner early on was he wasn't that sexy or flashy. It was just, he was just solid. Yeah. And I think Kinlaw was a little like this. The picture fucking looks like a, I mean, a different species of, I mean, the guy's huge. He's massive. I know. Like, DeForest was tall and long. DeForest didn't look that thick. This guy is huge. His mass. Um, You know what he kind of looks like? You remember Trent Williams, the first time he, you know, he just, came to like sat down to press her with a cutoff shirt and you're yeah. like, is this guy an NFL player <laughs> or he's on the, the the league above the NFL? <laughs> That's kind of what Kinlaw's body type looks like. Yeah. <laughs> the league above it the shows you itself. if Kinlaw was really good, like was a just a dominant, consistent player he probably goes in like the top six or seven picks, right? With that 6'6", 280 or whatever he's at, 300. I don't even know what he weighs. Just all muscle. So, I mean, while we're talking about player development, uh, we've got him listed at
0: 319, but that seems small. Um, who, Kenlaw? Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's 350. Maybe he's twenty five. While we're talking about player development, look, Emmanuel Mosley played his first 16-game season last year. I mean, obviously, he played on the team the year prior, but year, year
1: three for a player. Maybe he takes he started in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Maybe he takes a step this year, though. Right? I, I mean, it's just, I, I think he can just be a solid player. When you can't run, my comp for him would be a little Malcolm butler risk. Like, you just, your physical limitations, like he's not a burner, so he's not really going to be like some matchup lockdown corner. But he's a good player. He's a physical player. He's just a good starter. To me, you're fine with him. You just need to keep him on the field. And Jason Verrett, for that matter. That's keep the risky on the one.
0: Uh, all right. Reverend Allaby. Matt Miller, NFL Draft Scout, recently said this. Many Niner fans may look at the information being shared by myself, Schefter, and others and say, this front office never leaks. And while that may be true, it's very important to read the above paragraph. They have nothing left to hide this year. And while it's all conjecture at this point, one former 49ers employee I spoke to said this week, he believes there's a 95% chance Jones is the pick. He's been pretty accurate on Niners now. This is the this is Reverend Allaby saying about Matt Miller. He's been pretty accurate on Niners' first round picks in the past, and I'm worried he's gonna be right again. Can one of y'all back this up? You keep saying this, but passing on field seems insane. Who's the former Niners
1: employee, you think? Uh Balky. Uh <clears throat> <laughs> I, I, I don't not believe that they are being told this by these people. Like I I don't think people are making this up. Like we've never said that. This no. is just getting made up. I think they are being told that. When Schefter says it, he believes it. I just don't necessarily believe it. <laughs> and I but like I am not, I do not believe it. I'm not gonna be shocked if Mac Jones was the pick. Maybe yeah. they knew it was gonna be kind of I'm sure viewed as insane and they've just started getting the message out early. Just let just, everyone know. Yeah, Get ready. Prepare people for Mom,
0: when I come home, I am gonna have a face tattoo. Just be ready. Get your mom mentally
1: prepared, you know, for your face text. I do, you know, if I'm going to defend Mac, I, I've been saying this over and over. I do think he's. People are acting like he's a scrub. I mean, he he would go in the top 15 picks. Yeah, and I think I think the constant conversation will always be, did you really? Ha- did you overvalue his value? Like, did you make a purchase? For five million dollars, when really if you just would have taken a deep breath, you could have paid a million dollars. It that's feels w- an extreme price to pay it for does. a guy that
0: it But again, they they might have thought all five quarterbacks be drafted by eight, and the Panthers would take him. And Yeah, I mean, the other thing I would say, A, what you said, and B, we I don't just like I didn't want to talk about Mac Jones from the standpoint of he's the safe quarterback, like I think that's irresponsible to talk about any college quarterback. Like it's a lock unless. They're or Peyton or the way we talk about Trevor Lawrence, fine. But to call anybody safe, I don't love that because I don't think anybody's safe. On the flip side, if you told me he plays for Kyle Shanahan, Justin Fields plays for whoever, the Lions, Trey Lance goes somewhere else, and in five years, Mac Jones has thrown more touchdowns than any of them, I'd believe that too. Like the idea yeah. that Fields is a lock or Trey Lance, like... None of this stuff is safe. So Kyle Shanahan's argument could be on draft night. I think this guy's going to be the best quarterback of the group. And you would say, yeah, but is he better than Jimmy Garoppolo? And that would be a legitimate comeback, right? But I, that's that's not a crazy thing to say. I think the guy from Alabama is going to end up better than these other two in the end. And I do think one thing that whoever Kyle drafts will have, I don't know if it's an advantage, it depends where the other guys get drafted, is that they do have Kyle Shanahan.
2: And and
1: he'll never lose his O.C. Because he's the O.C.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game. And I also have some season long, more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. ButcherBox.com slash HAM and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash HAM. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it.
1: Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code.
3: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
0: Rams fan here, question for you regarding the Niners, Ray, uh, Rams' uh, respective trades to fix their quarterback issued. If you, if you offered each team the other's trade, would they switch? I know it's so basically if the Rams could give the, would the Lions want what the deal the Rams did and would the Rams want the deal the Niners did? I know it's not a perfect comp because the Rams don't have a one this year and Jimmy's contract situation is way easier to get out of than Goffs. But if you told the Niners they could keep 12, send two ones, a third, and Jimmy to the Lions for Stafford, or if you told the Rams, they'd have to throw in another first, they'd have to keep Goff's awful contract for now, but they'd get the third pick, which team switches the deal okay, first? I, I, this I is follow. a really good question. Look, I think I don't think the Niners would switch the deal because I do think the Niners probably had a chance to do some version of that, right? I think it's... Unless Jimmy refused to trade to waive his no trade and they couldn't send him to Detroit. What if that just blew that deal
1: up? Possible. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. I, I, I do think there was probably more at play than just it wasn't as black and white as that. But if we just look at this as a vacuum, I would say the Niners, if they had to, could keep Jimmy. I Sean McVay couldn't look at Jared Goff anymore. <laughs> like that was just a relationship that like. You know sometimes you hear the stories about divorce. It's like, you know, we we lived together for another 6 months. I've heard stories of like people dating while I've they've been too. this it just gets complicated. Yep. The, to me, Sean McVay was like, I, you know, I, I don't have anywhere to go. I'll just figure it out. Like we got I got to move out, right? I'm fucking done. I cannot look at him anymore. Which is which is weird because Goff seems like a normal nice guy, but and Jimmy actually seems like more of the guy that would drive you crazy because he's never available. But the emotions do feel stronger down there than up here. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. Yes. I, doesn't it, it, the Rams, if you just had to pick the two, if I was McVay, I get where the struggles football-wise, but Jared, you know, just he's available. He shows up early. Like Jimmy just disappears. He's up there taking notes. Like, that would drive me nuts. Feels like Rams. McVeigh
0: felt about Goff the way Rams uh, 49ers fans feel about Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> Next up, Jones. SSV can't get enough. You guys are the best. Huh. Uh, let's say for a second the Niners draft Mac Jones. Atlanta might or might not go QB. They're drafting at four. Picks five, six, and seven won't draft a quarterback barring trade. Okay, Five is Cincinnati. Six is Miami. Seven is Detroit. So Carolina doesn't value Fields or Lance high enough to be a top eight pick, question mark? After after going after Watson who was mobile, I don't buy it. Please tell me it's Jones, that the teams don't value as much as the media right now. So I I think the question is like, why if Carolina thought the Niners were taking Mac Jones, they could just stay put and get either Fields or Lance at eight. And so that maybe Carolina thinks the Niners are taking one of those guys. That's where Jim Nagy said the Niners and Panthers both like Mac Jones, so that would explain this scenario. But uh, what do you think? Do you think a quarterback goes four, five, six, or seven? I, I do.
1: I, d- I, d- I don't. You don't. Okay. Uh not with the teams in play. I don't think Atlanta drafts one, five. I think Cincinnati. Ha- it would be prudent for them to probably take whoever they believe is the top tackle. Yep. You could also probably justify if you think Jamar Chase is a Hall of Fame talent, get him back with Burrow. I think you can do either. Uh, once upon a time, I think they took AJ Green. AJ might have gone six. Julio went five. It might be flip flopped. Four. I can't remember the exact number, but AJ Green worked out pretty well for him. So I'd like, go I mean, lineman ha- if I were them, but yeah, I would too. And then I think the the Dolphins are clearly probably going to go either lineman or pits. And then the the Dolphins, or excuse Lions. me, the, the the Lions. I guess they would be eligible to do anything. It wouldn't shock me if if you told me like the Washington Football Team traded up to the Lions, or some you know Belichick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that's that the seven seems like a sweet spot if one of those guys is dropping. I, it would be pretty nuts on draft night if we're sitting here watching it. Mac Jones goes three, and the, and those two guys are tumbling. I know. And it's past the Panthers. Past the Panthers, And we Maybe would know the that pa- the Panthers like. Is matches. it fair to say the Panthers just? There's so much unknown. They don't want to mortgage too many picks. That they just thought, well, we can get it pretty cheap with with Sam Darnold, who we kind of like. We don't love any of these guys. Yeah, and just I just mean, ideally, you would not do that deal until draft night. Do you ever get text messages from fake Amazons saying that you've been unlocked for billing? Oh yeah, I get ones that say, "Congratulations, Christopher." Is it? Is that scams? Are we getting I, scammed? Yeah, scammed all, all day, every day. So when they say for your billing, just give us your uh, account, that's fake? That's That's got to be fake. Yep. Absolutely. I
0: get it. All day, every day. All right. Next up. Devo. Whoa. Huh? Oh, that's yeah. It's a long this is a paragraph. Devo Choko. Uh, Choke, uh, De, 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 Devo Chosinka. Cinco. Non football mailbag topic. Lifelong Kings fan here. I've always hoped ESPN would make a 30-for-30 about the 2000-2003 era of Kings basketball, one of the most likable, entertaining, talented rosters in recent memory. Bibby, Page, Vlade, Weber, Doug Christie, Scott Pollard, Bobby Jackson, Hito Turkoglu, Gerald Wallace, Jay Will at the beginning of that, remember, before the Bibby trade. Plus, you had the clown show Malouf's running the operation, a Hall of Fame coach in Adelman. Plus, the NBA rigged the playoffs, put Kobe in the championship in 02. The ref even won on the record, said he fixed the game, literally sent our franchise spiraling into a dark pit of despair, ninth seed draft purgatory for the last two decades. With Sacramento being one of the least sought-out destinations for free agents and our ability to blow draft picks, I don't see any end in sight. Sadly, I think the Kings were overtaken by the Browns as the worst franchise in sports because it seemed the Browns have finally started to turn the corner. So, like, now the Kings are bad. Uh, I think it would make fair a fantastic episode. Takes. Absolutely, I think they lost to the Pistons last night. Did they? they the I think they were in the Kings. playoff race. My dad watches all the Kings' games. Well, the, no, they, they were, and then
1: I think they, they, they lost five out. straight games. Yeah, I mean, because whenever it matters, they suck. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just it seems like the franchise is snake bitten. I don't really. I don't. How even, great were those teams? Can we just reminisce? Were, should there be a thirty for thirty about the one of the greatest teams ever to not win a championship? I would watch. Would it have a huge market? I, you know, I don't know. But, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, like, it was cool. I mean, it was I, I got to go to several of those games. It was sweet. We have got to know a couple of them. It was cool. Bobby and Doug, great guys. They were, part of it was like, they just had high-level people doing high-level shit, right? They had an elite coach. Uh, who was their GM? Jeff Petrie. Yep. He was big time. Nailing international uh, picks. Yeah, they were just nailing trades. They got rid of Mitch Richmond, who was old, who's actually now on the pre- and post-game. For Chris Weber, who definitely listen, I'm not the biggest Weber guy, but he changed the franchise, trade for Vladi. It was an incredible group. But their team now, it's just like they have they never have any identity. It's just they keep doing the same thing over and over. I would say Purgatory Ninth Seed, actually it's more like Purgatory like 14th seed, pretty pretty typically. They would die to be the ninth Because the ninth seed now gets you in the playoffs. You know? They are they they're not the ninth seed or they'd be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arco
0: Arena was sweet, though. Yeah, I mean, but after a certain point, the best thing we saw there was Garth Brooks. Yeah. Anthony Finucci in Discovery Bay, a full name on the internet. Mm. Love when I see a full name on the internet. Uh, what were those programs you were talking about on the latest podcast for F1?
1: Thank you for the entertainment. It's on uh, Netflix, right? The F1 show? Netflix, yep. What's it called? Formula one, Steve? I think it's just called I think you just type in like Formula One, it'll show up. Yeah. Great show. Um next uh, Isn't it crazy? One thing that's crazy, I was watching an episode the other day, is I'm sure you get more and more comfortable with just the speeds and the turns and stuff. I don't know how you ever get comfortable being that close. You know, and it's like you never know, and you're going even on turns when you're going 70, 80 miles an hour, you're inches away. I, I that Sometimes to me touching. is the, That, to me, is the craziest part, how there aren't more... At least in NASCAR, you are surrounded by the steel, right? I mean, you have the... You are pretty exposed, and they're definitely going faster there. How did more people not die?
0: Same thing, I think, with all those uh, air show planes. Like...
1: You're saying doing the flips and stuff? Yeah, but when they're in formation? Do you find it a little bizarre... Like, you probably have to be really deep into Formula One to their excitement when they, like, get a top six. I, I did, yeah! that, was, that was one Woo-hoo! thing I didn't get. <laughs> I learned. Yeah, we did it! Because then you look up, like, it. the, the, the ranking is like, Lewis, 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 I know. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. <laughs> lo- Lewis doesn't lose. Lewis would be like if Tiger Woods had won every golf tournament. I, I, it gets to the point where it's like, I guess you do have to celebrate fourth because the only
0: one motherfucker wins. Do you get paid for fifth place in F one like you do in golf? Because that I
1: would make sense then. Maybe I. I the one thing they don't do on that show is really talk about the payment structure. Do they mm. on the? Uh, they, they never mentioned. I'm only like, on season it, one. I know you've
0: watched a lot more of it than me.
1: I mean, I, again, it's one of those shows. I just kind of it's like baseball, just on in the background. Uh, ZT West says, Hey, have y'all watched QB1 on
0: Netflix with Justin Fields, Spencer Rattler, etc.? Justin Fields was a beast but didn't give up the hard work dedication grind needed to succeed. He was a freak athlete and bald. Does that give you worry about him? Also, is it a red flag that he transferred from Georgia? Quitting on the team. Couldn't beat Jake who looked like Guy. Jake would be very offended by that. He said, I know Jake (laughs) Fromm owned the place, but I would also red flag his CFP performance. Uh, a lot of outward showing of pain. Also, Rattler was a big red flag on that show too. A lot of problems. Which percentage of QBs' characters play into the draft? Uh, drafting a high uh, level character guy like Mac, who led Bam a team of studs, makes sense due to his hard work character. That's where did you- he say that Justin Fields is balding? Balling, balling out. Oh, balling, balling. Yeah, I do think this is. Can you you say this every year? because this comes up with Mac Jones because he has a DUI is like the difference between you. I hear coaches say this all the time, right? It's like, this is football character. We talked about this a lot when the Niner, when John Lynch took over, like we want guys with character. It's like, they want guys who are not going to embarrass the organization. That's been a problem in the past, but really what they value is football character, right? Like there's a difference now uh, you can have both or you can have neither, but I think I'm obligated to bring that up since the guy called uh, Mac Jones a high character guy, but but like getting
1: a DUI at 19,
0: three years later, what does that mean? Like you had a moment. You don't know. That's the thing, right? It's
1: it's a piece of a puzzle. You don't know if it means anything or not. Like remember, Dak got the DUI. I think like the week before the draft. Like to me, there's a big difference of just having that moment. And you know what turns out? That was irrelevant. When I was in high school. I easily could have got a DUI. Long story short, happened in front of my house. It could have been a disaster. It's just to me a DUI is not a defining moment in someone's life. Now, do you have three DUIs? Do you have an alcohol problem? Uh, and that's what these teams look into. The Justin Fields thing, like one thing, I'm not making a big deal. Ever, everyone freaks out on like social media. Is like I, I haven't heard one coach or GM go on record and say these things. Well, no just, one, but no one ever does, John. And not, but, but but do you know do you know what's really become now? Is so many former backup quarterbacks are on TV now. And I was thinking Jeff about Schwartz. this yesterday. Think who they talk to. Do you know who they are not friends with? You know, I, I became great friends with our uh our you know, our third in command, the college director. We talked every day, we just talked players. No, they become friends with the assistant coaches. You know who us and personnel don't really give a fuck who their opinion during the process, assistant coaches, and not that some aren't good at evaluating, but they have the least amount of juice come the draft time. Plus they just get secondhand information. So it's like, like Orlovsky just talks to assistant coaches, which is fine, which is will helps them when he's talking scheme and all that bullshit. We're talking players. We're talking people that go into schools that assistant coaches never do that. Now they do during the pro day when everything's one big jerk off sesh. We love this guy. We love this guy. You know, or they, you know, it's just, I, I don't really care. That information is all coming from one source. They never ever go, you know, I, I become really good friends with the sec scout. When I was the backup quarterback for the Miami dolphins, he's now a GM that, that never happens. That's not the guy feeding them the information. And on Spencer Rattler, yes, he was a little douchey on the show, I think we got to be careful, and one thing I've really tried to change over the years is like the way you evaluate a kid at sixteen, seventeen years old. If you're making big judgments, you know, on a on a seventeen year old, because like I, we know people at Oklahoma like he's really mature. They like him. You know, not everyone is like Peyton Manning at seventeen. He was douchey. I mean, it was a bad. It was, I, didn't well, see the I turned show. it off. It um, was awful. As it relates to who backup quarterbacks talk to, though,
0: like. Secondhand information from anonymous sources can be correct. When draft rumors start, they they usually don't come on the record from anybody. So an assistant coach might know what they've
1: talked about in draft meetings about a player. I like I now does that mean one hundred percent. My point though is it's all coming from assistant coaches when those guys talk. That's just a fact. It's just the Yeah, reality but but what but their- the assistant coach is getting it for, like did the assistant coach make it up? Well, but they're they're getting it from like, you know, obviously they talk to other coaches and after the fact, because they're not worried about it during the season and the information you get sometimes January, February and March sounds a lot different than when the guys are beating the bushes. And again, I'm biased, but are in the school and actually talked to people Yeah, I just don't
0: understand why an assistant coach might not have good. You might have good information. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times they don't. Well, I mean, they're (laughs) just they're talking to people in their own building.
1: Sometimes, to I mean, I, yeah, sometimes I mean I talk to a lot of scouts, who think been like in the building I'm not? but
0: I'm just saying like the idea that an assistant coach is making up information not making it up
1: they just they come with angles it, it's hard to explain I mean they just say things that you just make you shake your head you know it's like what are you talking about Well, I, my but, ultimate point is I don't I don't know if a lot of part of right their deal wrong. is there is the evaluation right so they, they they come in late to the process they have these bold takes. Most of them are terrible evaluators. A lot of, most coaches are not great evaluators. It's why coaches that are good evaluators really stand out. And, uh, and yeah, I just, I I don't put much weight into what they say. Uh, And that's where a lot of guys on television, the players, because the the people they're surrounded by are those people. That's where I think the information is coming from. Uh, Right. I mean, it's not always going to be wrong. I'm my ultimate point is this is the year. This
0: is always the time of year. We hate anonymous sources and, the only people that say negative things are anonymous sources. That's my point.
1: Yeah. You never hear the GM. You know, we think he's got a drug problem. And on the field, he's kind of slow. And I think he's a pussy. You know, uh, he can't catch either. Right. That, that, in the history of football, at least probably since like 82, no one talks like that anymore. Even though deep down inside that room, that's exactly what they say. Right. Yeah, and, and then it kind of exactly. and then it gets
0: filtered through the anonymous source. Well, it's just there's no point in going on the record. The other thing is like it happens all the time. You know, Jose Canseco. Most of a the scum- assi-
1: most of the assistant coaches are not in the room for the draft meetings. So.
0: Okay. Jose Canseco. He's a scumbag. Why should we believe him? It's like yeah, the, the people who are like these people tend to have nothing to lose. Ostracized, right? When someone like in a person like Jose's position when he's blowing the whistle on Mark McGuire and all the baseball, guess who turned out to be right most of the time? Jose Canseco. I did not! (laughs) All right. Uh, Marshall907 says, "Longtime listener from Alaska. Thanks for your continuing cover of the Raiders. I've always appreciated your Raider takes. Question for the pod. Me too. Uh, Do the Raiders have a decent free agency period so far? Twitter Mafia has been destroying them for dismantling their offensive line. But with a strong offensive line class in the draft and a weak D-line class, it made sense to me that they would load up on the D-line now and draft O-line to get better at run blocking. Doesn't feel like they're about to draft offensive line, but... Maybe they are drafting at 17
1: and 48 right now.
0: Yeah. And they, they have 80 move. and
1: 81 in the third round. To me, they need defense. I mean, and they need defense bad. But their head coach, the offensive play caller, and the offensive coordinator. So uh, you could convince me that they probably every position beside running back and probably quarterback is on the table, right? Given that they kept Mariota at, at what, 18 or 19? 17? 17. He's making progress. He's falling, you know. He's getting lower down the draft. You know, it's, it was you started higher and it's, it's worked its way back. So that's good. A little slower than most people had hoped, but uh, maybe next year is twenty-two.
0: I see. I I think they'd be prime candidate for a um, a cornerback named Junior, like Patrick Sertain or Asante yeah. Samuel Junior. Although he's he's not big, but they you know they've just they've used. They used a second
1: rounder on Trayvon Mullen a couple years ago. They just yeah, they just drafted, drafted a in the first, first round, round corner. So, they drafted uh, what's his name, the safety. They drafted a lot of these guys. So Hi. it doesn't
0: feel like so. I that's why I like Jalen Phillips. I think maybe could be, you know, a up, high upside guy that hasn't been kind of what their mo is when they draft pass rushers
1: or D linemen. Well, why not just take a middle linebacker, a guy that can just tackle some people? Yeah, I mean, has has any team had slower middle linebackers the last decade than I'm, the Raiders? It's so weird because they signed speed. Um, we
0: thought B. zinc. Uh, my Minshew question last time aged out. So let me update. He says, if the Niners nail the third pick, hopefully fields or the jets give them info that they're not taking Wilson. What would you like to see with their second round pick? This is a great question. No one's asked this. Additionally, if Jimmy really does stay on the team next year, would you do anything with his contract to gain additional savings? Enjoy the masters. All right. The second round pick, what that's pick 43 right now. Um,
1: Nobody's asked what they
0: should do. It's hard to even think pit.
1: about that. It, it really is. I I have not spent one I know. minute. Because until I know three, I can't even wrap my head around anything else. Honestly, guy, I, I swear to God. Like, I kind of irrelevant until I know who's at three. Like, you do whatever you want. I don't know. Uh, if somehow Najee Harris were to fall, I'd have no problem doing that. I guess you could take... You can do whatever you want. Just just tell me who the quarterback is. Like th- their problem has not been other positions. Like, I'm not saying they're they're a perfect team, but yeah. who's their quarterback? <laughs> you know, because the other here's did the Jimmy other thing. Guy. Was Jimmy gone after they trade this guy that night? And do they have two twos and they're able to you know move do a couple yeah. things? I, I don't know. Do you agree though? It's it's really hard to even have a conversation with a straight face about the second round pick <laughs> until you have know the third overall pick.
2: Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, to a degree, except you know, I kind of feel like I know they're drafting. A, I mean, I know they're drafting a quarterback, so we can start figuring but, uh, yeah, out. Yeah,
1: we f- know that, but the question of who it is is such a big question mark. There's no doubt. Is that is that? Wouldn't you say that is that the biggest story in football right now? Yeah. Yes, the Niners are the yeah. biggest story in football right now. I agree. Um, this from just looked up Justin Thomas is in second place
0: uh, in the DraftKings game. Or in the real Masters? No,
1: in in the Masters.
0: Knee24, NI24, says, uh, one thing to keep in mind is the Niners haven't drafted a player out of Alabama since Reuben. Do you think John and Kyle
1: trust anything from Saban anymore? Here's hoping they don't.
0: Yes, I, I think they do.
1: <laughs> I don't think Saban was, like, singing Reuben's praises, you know? I don't think the information coming to Alabama was... You know, I think uh, Luke Keekley meets Peyton Manning, you know, meets, you know, the poster child of your team. Like, that was not the case. They knew what they were getting. Yeah. And it blew up in their face.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, Alabama guys get drafted before the... Ni- two Alabama guys got drafted before the Niners drafted last year. So they never got their shot at, like, rugs, right? Yeah. I guess Quinnen... Well, they picked Bosa over Quinnen Williams. Uh... Minka went before they drafted uh, the year prior. So did Deron Payne. So did um, Rashawn Evans. I'd, I'd be good with taking Najee. So did...
2: Wait, where'd they draft that year? They trade out?
0: What, what year? Oh, no, that was the McGlinchey year. Never mind. Deron Payne went after McGlinchey. Yeah, Najee. Would you take Najee? Pick 43? Hell yeah. You kidding me? He won't be there probably, though. Uh, Danny Pintoff. Full name on the internet. Look at this guy. Love the pod. Haberman
1: uh, hey, used to channels. drive a Pinto.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mailbag question. I'm kidding.
0: Widely regarded the biggest piece of shit car, a Pinto? I'd
1: say, yeah, <laughs> for a long period of time. Yeah.
0: Uh, ma- that has nothing to do with Danny, though. <laughs> Mailbag question. In moving to three, Kyle Shanahan's banking on himself, getting the right guy. Scenario. Let's say he picks the wrong guy. Would Mac Jones be the more fireable decision based on drafting a plug and play guy versus the potential of Fields, Lance, and even Wilson? But it just didn't work out. I mean, yeah, if he failed, if you said he's going to fail with the quarterbacks, which would be the worst one to fail with,
1: that would be the worst one to fail with, right? By a mile, especially Trey Lance, whatever. But you would miss the evaluation if ju- if you passed on Justin Fields and he went on to be a Pro Bowler, and Mac is average as a day as long. I, I mean, it, it's a career-altering decision for Kyle. Now he's so young; it's not like he'd get fired. I mean, he w- probably would get fired in the sense. I, I think the fan base would be so mad, guy. That's you and I. I don't, you think he might be able to survive it? I, I think the animosity would grow at such a exponential rate; it would be out of control. The anger.
0: Yeah. I, well, again, I just think there's always context. Like, what is it? What does does failure look like you shouldn't have traded up for him, or does failure look like you shouldn't have drafted him at all? Yeah, I'm saying he's a bust. Yeah, then
1: it's then it's really... If you're getting to the playoffs with him, but he's like Jared Goff, then yeah, he'd be fine. But is it like you're screwed because he's not good? That, it's, that's... that's I don't argue trouble. with that scenario. Um,
0: The Jew lion. I can say that. Hey, guys, been a big fan I'm for a the, while. You know, I'm yeah, a, that's right. You're in the club. Honorary Jew. Uh, y- y'all get all the credit or blame for me finding the motivation to get my own pod off the ground. Congratulations, Julian! Not a boy. It's, it's a podcast about the greatest Jewish athletes of all time. Uh, we lucky enough, uh, was lucky enough to have John on. Would love to do a full Ham Squad one day. One thing I would love. Uh, one thing I love about your pod, you don't manufacture arguments like Skip and Shannon. But what would you say is your most heated debate on air? <laughs> was it baseball's unwritten rules that's a good question was that a radio argument or was that a
2: podcast argument I can't remember
1: great question I, I mean uh, things that I'll never budge on would be some of the baseball stuff uh, I heard a couple people mention that how much they hate this late inning rule I, I can't like it enough I'm, I'm like, coming around on it actually n- no one wants to watch a 17 inning game including purists because they don't so yeah I'm glad you're coming around um uh, some of the officiating stuff probably over the year. I, I just don't think we, we don't waste time on too many topics that at the end of the day, here's the thing, like with the baseball written rules, not that many people truly care. Like if you notice, like baseball is not a great podcast, internet, YouTube fucking product, or I, I would talk about it. I watch it. I know you watch a ton. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Tend to agree. Smart people. That's a great question. I, like, I think the officiating thing, like maybe basketball officiating, Basketball or football? I'd say just in general, one of my takes is just how it's not—it's just not acceptable. Oh right, right. So we do argue about that. and then I deal. say, "Well, what's acceptable? What does that even mean? We're acceptable. Why it right I believe they—well, yeah. my point is, I always believe they should just—you should just lose your job. Like players lose their job, coaches lose their job, officiating—but never lose their job. Yeah, but not and then all they get players players promoted, and then I see like stereotor its like. <laughs> how many calls that guy blown and it's like oh he's just now he's making 800 grand working for CBS. Yeah, but the yes, worst guys, guys lose, but
0: but not not every player loses their job you do need players like once you throw an interception make a mistake in a big moment you don't get fired depending on who you yeah are.
1: i'm not saying you can you don't get a chance to work your way back in or someone else takes a chance on you I, I just feel a lot of officials in basketball football baseball too what's the guy's name that everyone hates that always sues baseball for uh uh like racism Who's by mm. far the worst, you know, umpire uh, ever? Um, Angel, Angel Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah, it's like I, th- that guy. Just you can't roll. You can't expect gambling to become legal. And the problem too is baseball and basketball. They're not really a gambleable sp- gam- Like we don't. We're not going to gamble on those sports. Basketball guy. This is the worst NBA season ever. Every time I look up, it's blowouts. Like, who's gambling on this stuff? In baseball, it's just too much inventory.
0: You can't... That's where gambling helps, is you need somebody in a 20-point game to be able to uh, have something to root for at the end. Yeah. You know, to cover 17 or something. Uh, this from Bruh Moment 02. It was reported the Niners had discussion with the Bengals at five and the Falcons at four before the Dolphins pulled the trigger. So the Niners just wanted to be in the top five, which means they think all top... Uh, all QBs are worthy of their pick. Otherwise, they wouldn't have moved into uh, the top five. They could have been left with the last QB on the board. Agree. And if so, doesn't it scare you that they think all five QBs are equal? Disagree. I don't think they think all five QBs are equal. If they thought that, then they would have
1: given up less to not go as far. But those were not. But I think what he's saying is like four and five. They couldn't trade. Make those trades. Oh, I see. Like they tried, and then they ultimately went to three. I heard someone bring this up. Maybe Kevin Clark said this within the last couple of weeks. weeks. Uh, but it makes sense. Like, is there a chance that Miami didn't necessarily want to leave three, but the deal was just too good? Because then ultimately they immediately got back up to six. Like, they didn't just want to take off. But, like, you're going to give us three first rounders, 12, two other ones, and a third rounder just to come up, and we know we can get back to six? You know? It was just one of those deals like, I've heard stories about people come up to their people's house, like especially if you have like a beach house or whatever, and just knock on your door, like, Hey, we'll buy this house off you. Mm -hmm. Most of the first reaction of any human being is going to be no, but anyone that's, you know, just how much? And what if they just offer, you know, a million dollar home? They're like, you know, we'll pay you three and a half million. You're like, honey, uh, we'll just buy the house down the road and we'll have an extra two and a half million in our back pocket. Right. Could that be a little bit what Miami did where the Bengals? it's like, we need to get a sweet player. The Falcons, were just, we don't know yet. The Eagles, I mean, the Eagles were open. I, I think they thought that six, you know, is, is too risky. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they like all five QBs equally, though. Do you think that? Uh, no. I, I think that they have their guy, I think they've known since they made the trade, which guy out of the three. Now, if Zach Wilson were to fall, and maybe they knew the whole time that he's, An option too then yeah but i think they have between trey lance mac jones and justin fields they knew their guy the moment the trade was happened out of that group the guy they would draft right that day now is it possible it changes over a month and a half possible right there it's i don't is this going to be the norm there's like seven pro days going on a player they're both those guys are doing another pro day that kyle's going to be at so who knows right yeah do you think there's any chance that fields or lance the second pro day I mean, he's human. You couldn't impact him a little bit? Maybe just have a good dinner or I sit down and talk? I don't know. Uh, so we just that was the biggest mailbag we've done, 17
0: mailbag questions of that one. To reward everybody who's been watching live on YouTube, some, I'm, I'm not ignoring your question. Somebody asked something similar. So let me just throw in a few YouTube. Uh, this is from Joshua. He says, I think Kyle likes Mac, but he wants to like Fields. If Kyle is the offensive guru we all think he is, he should be able to coach up Fields, in my opinion. So that's kind of what you're saying. Like maybe does he want – does he – does he like Mac? He thinks right now, if the draft is today, he would take Mac, but he's open minded on Fields. Because I was thinking about that too. Like, if in his mind, his heart is set on Mac, is he going to Fields' as pro day just in case in seven years, Fields is a free agent and he needs a quarterback again? Like, is he just wasting his time to what? Keep up appearances? Or is he a little open minded just to seeing what everything's about? Or does he just like, think, does he need a road trip?
1: He's been, you know, he's been at home for 12 months. I think the greatest part about this entire story no one has any freaking clue right and I think the moment the pick happens and just over time because Kyle is a pretty open book when he talks it's gonna be just fascinating to watch the immediate aftermath right once he's drafted what Kyle says just the next couple weeks I was watching a little bit of uh, on our YouTube channel you know just some queries come up with just different stuff and busting with the boys you know Taylor mm-hmm, Luan's mm-hmm. deal and I saw that he had Arthur Smith on. So I was like, I wanted to see what Arthur sounds like with his guys. And he sounds – he's got this weird kind of like low-key personality, but I just was kind of forwarding through. It was a little boring. But Arthur – I skipped randomly to this one spot, and they asked him like, so what's the what's the inside intel? You could tell the players like, are we going to have OTAs this year? He's like, yeah, probably you're going to end up having some. And I, that – to me, once they have some, that just – that Kyle talking and Mac or Justin Fields, like the story is – the great part about this story is, to me, it gets bigger after the draft a little bit, in the immediate, right? For the immediate month or two. Right. Yep. Because I just, the lead up and how it, this what's like leading Albert Breer and Peter Kings that Sunday after the draft? Like how Kyle decided on the decision, they'll talk about their process, John will be open about it. I, I don't know. You don't know? Hell, everyone's freaking out because they don't know. I, I want to know, but it's like, we got to wait, what's April 9th? We got, you know and i think we're going to find it all out in like increments, don't you? Like we're going to get the the meat of it, but then there'll be like added stuff throughout the weeks. I'm fascinated. We maybe we can uh I mean Kyle was supposed to come on our podcast and then corona hit, so mm. maybe he'll come on. I know. We got to But Bob Lang went to Philly and he was our Philly. connect. <laughs> hey by the way everybody, hit
0: the uh, like button. Smash that like button. All right. Smash that. Couple more here from YouTube. Uh, Jackson says 49ers take blank at the 43rd pick in the second round. John McGlinchey, I, huh? McGlinchey, I'm gonna go. I what I I was like, I'm just gonna go to DJ's big board and I'll just take whoever is 43rd on his big board, and it's um, Jabril Cox, linebacker, LSU. Who give me guys around him? Well, you know, one guy he has around him, I think, is Rashad Bateman, the receiver from Minnesota. Feels like he might go a little higher than that. There's no need a receiver to me. How about uh, little? How about uh, Dickerson, the uh, offensive lineman
1: out of uh, Landon? Well, they Dickerson? just they just signed Mac. I mean, I I wouldn't want my second round pick being a backup. Kelvin Joseph, like a cornerback, Kentucky. Yeah, it doesn't Washington have a bunch of DBs? Like, can't they just take a oh, a corner? Yeah, they can take a corner. I do a corner. Byron, Mer- uh, pass rusher uh, Elijah Molden, I think. Does
0: DJ? Where does, does DJ, I don't know if DJ has him in his? Uh,
1: he's got so the Washington lineman. They don't have a group of like Buddha Baker King and like a group Elijah like that. Elijah Molden they have, but he's a little smaller. Was it
0: Sidney Jones? He, actually,
2: is he going back to school?
3: Um,
1: was Sidney the, the one that the Eagles took? Tore his Achilles at the pro day? <laughs> That's not funny, but his career got derailed. Because he was going to go in like the top 20 and then he tore his Achilles right. and then he went in the second round. And then he's not good, yeah. There's a bulky move. Problem with the bulky move, we could just call it the bulky They tend to not work. If if I was a GM and I'd be like, hey, this guy, when my scouts were like, we can get this guy in the third. I know he's got a torn ACL. I'd be like, hey, can we get our Harvard guy in here and run a study of the last 20 years of the guy that have coming into the draft with a torn knee that we then draft a round or two later that then goes on to be what he was supposed to be before the knee? It feels like that hit rate's about 3%, doesn't it? (laughs) Joe Williams. Yeah, it's like you know he just tore his ACL, working out in January at a clutch performance down in LA. It's like we'll get him in the fourth; he should have been an early second. And then that guy is—you go out to his practice, whatever team he's going, he's pushing the sled, and then you never see him again. Was Jalen Hurd hurt when they drafted him? Yes, but he's at. But I, in defense of his injuries, his. His like back was not related to like. Remember, it was a knee brace when we no, went out there, no. and it's been he broke his back and he's never been the same.
0: YouTube, Mr. Superfly. What if this draft pick doesn't even matter because Tom Brady wins the next three or four Super Bowls anyway? Did you see Brady's tweet
1: yesterday? <laughs>
0: NFTs? No, it was about basically. I think Disney World tweeted something out, and Tom retweeted and was like, "Honestly, I'm only keep, I only keep playing for this free trips to Disney World."
1: That's pretty good. That's a good tweet. He goes a lot. Didn't he send Gronk a couple years ago though? Maybe they went together. I thought they went together. Yeah, that's what it
0: was. Uh, Matthew says, 10 on Leishman for 1,600 and 10 on Rose for 800. Long way to go. Who you got in the Masters? You
1: know what pisses me off, guy, is right before like Wednesday night, I had a team with Thomas and Spieth, and I changed it around. I'm looking up. Thomas in second, Spieth in third. Feels like JT, that, right? I mean, what a gr- John, what a great final group that would be on Sunday. Doesn't feel like uh, Bryson's going to be in that group. No. Justin winning the Masters would be pretty cool. Uh, you know what's pretty cool about him is just his dad. It's like his teacher and always around. That's got to be pretty awesome for the family. The skills that kills says sixty nine
0: asked. Did you guys hear Rappaport on Eisen's show? I don't know. I heard some of it. Basically, he said uh, that he asked Kyle. Shanahan Mac Jones if the they're pick, considering Mac Jones, and Kyle said yes, we're considering him.
1: Yeah, not ideal for the Mac Jones haters.
0: Oh, this was from earlier. We were asking Jackson says Mills was mock drafted to the Bucks
1: at thirty two. Gotcha. Okay, generation. Mills Rich. have a Mills have a big arm. He does have a good arm. Okay, that would, he'd probably like him then. Uh, Doug Christie
0: was a defensive beast. He drove Kobe crazy. Doug Christie's a, the pro, all of, You all know all,
1: the, pro, all of, just an incredible person. The, the problem was Shaq. I mean, he was an unstoppable force against the Kings, and they threw everything at him, and it didn't matter. Uh, I I like. I mean, I respect Kobe obviously. R. I. P. But Shaq was the problem for the Kings, not Kobe. Joey's- the Laker fans always get very offended. Like, Kobe! No, Shaq was better in the three championships. It's okay. He was just a more unstoppable, unique force. But Kobe was also like 20 and 21 at the time.
0: Right? Uh, how do you scout... Joey says, how do you scout intangibles like intelligence, processing speed,
1: etc.? cross your fingers? I mean, it's there's... No one knows. Like, how do you scout... Think about when you hire someone—you just base it off references, you base it off talking with the people, LinkedIn algorithms, promo code ham. Yeah, there's just a, it's a guessing game that no humans ever figured out. I think there are probably like can't miss, like goddamn, this guy's impressive, but maybe he's got issues behind the scenes. Right in any walk of life, you never know. You think I don't think we'll ever be able to figure that out. Maybe AI can get inside that guy's brain. There, I talked to a quarterback
0: coach type guy a couple years ago. I remember I met him. And uh, he told me there are there are some people trying to develop um, things that can measure how quickly a
1: quarterback's brain processes what he's saying. Remember the thing that Stanford had—the lights go on and you kind of look, like the thing Steph does with his hands. You know, yeah, with, well, with the lights. Stanford had that. Stanford also had Trent Edwards was part of this company actually
0: called Striver S T R I V R. That I remember. Um, which Hard Knocks... Maybe it was Carson... Was Carson Palmer in
1: a Hard Knocks? Wearing a headset. Yeah, the Bengals ban, the bang, the were in a long time ago. No, yeah.
0: so maybe it wasn't Carson. It was more recent. Somebody that was wearing the headset just practicing, you know, calls and moving around. It was like, what they do is they'll put this big, uh, this camera the, behind... Did you,
1: watch the, did you watch the Arizona Cardinals' Amazon Prime? Yeah, maybe it was that. He did that, Okay, yeah. that's
0: what it was. So they'll put this big camera that looks like this giant... It's got like six eyeballs on it, and so it stitches together this full um, view, and you put it behind the quarterback at practice. We've seen the Niners guys running around with it a few years ago. I don't know if they still do it, but it's like this big camera on a a stick, probably eight feet high, and then that practice video, the quarterback can rewatch practice through the headset, and you know, go through the reps over and over again. You,
1: you knew as part of that company is Chase Thomas, okay. who used to play at Stanford. Okay, I always I used to notice him out of Stanford or at Forty Nine. Yeah, he would run around with, the, with it. With, that's right, with with the, with the thing. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, Stanford guys usually stick together. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? They're smarter than everyone else. Jackson, uh,
0: different Jackson says, I heard that. Uh, I know, good call. It's just just like a state school, guys, John. I heard that a team in the league believes Fields is going too. Also, Fields has been praised by Sherman. Sherman and Salah think alike in our buds. What do you guys think?
1: I don't well, yeah, buy I it because be he's not on his team. But uh, after the draft, maybe after the draft, <laughs> that's what Richard said. He's waiting for, uh, which is smart at this point in time. I think that, yeah, I don't. Sala's not in charge. It's really that simple. You know, listen. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I, I know nothing about Sala's ability to evaluate players
0: on offense and even if you did it's not his like you said
1: joe douglas the gm
0: daniel at the uh, youtube comment the general sentiment of the interview was that Rappaport was admitting he had no idea who the pick was gotcha daniel i think in this image representing the israeli defense force by the way idf if you would have grown up over there you would have had to be in it right i went on a visit to see a bunch of family my you know i'm a citizen my mom was born and raised there we went back and when we came into the country
1: um, this is several Better years ago. That would have been ago. awesome if they took you and made you join for a year. They, tr- you up, John, man.
0: they tried to, they said you, we don't have any record of you leaving the country. You've been in the country for 10 years. I was like, no, I haven't. I had to go to a military base. They did. I had to go in by myself. My Hebrew is not good. I was like, can I, can my mom come? They're like, no. So I had to go in by myself. Very scary. And basically get interrogated by the head of the base. Cause they were like, they had to make sure that I wasn't lying. Cause when I left the country 10 years prior, it hadn't registered on like my, you know, my state bio, and so they thought I was staying in the country but not serving military time. And I had to. Like, I don't prove think it, it I don't think it would be a bad thing for you. You know, <laughs> it just no uh,
1: <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what what role do you think you would? You probably wouldn't be a ground troop. No, I would you, do
0: like you, the uh, you know like the uh, well, you could communicate. I'd you do could the be radio on the, shows, you know. <laughs> you could, I'd go around yeah. the base. Good morning, Jerusalem. Exactly, that's exactly right. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv lost a tight one last night. Amari Stoudemire went for 26. And um, uh, 42 Is it Lebron's old coach? Omri Caspi.
1: Uh, Isn't LeBron's old coach there?
0: What's his name? David Blatt? From, David Blatt. I remember yeah. when Blatt got hired, my dad's uncle was visiting from Israel. And we went to lunch. And he was like, Blatt's like, they were trying to fire Blatt in Israel. I can't believe an American team just hired him.
1: How old were you when you were getting interrogated?
0: Uh, this was probably like maybe right after. I mean, I was probably, I don't know, 25, 26. How, how nervous were you walking? Pretty nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty nervous. Were you afraid that like you might not be able to get well, out? And you I have was say? like, there's no way this isn't going to work. Like I wasn't like afraid, afraid. But it's just, you know, you start getting asked questions. Even if you're not lying, it's just it's not your first. You know, I had an interpreter and it was just just kind of uncomfortable. You ever fired a weapon? No, my unc, my grandfather, my mom grew up on this kibbutz. you would the what it means is like the people who live there would take turns guarding the uh, front gate. So my grandpa had like multiple weapons just in a closet in the spare room. Not like under lock and key, nothing because it was just, you know, the people who live in these places, they're just part of the army, like everyone's part of the army. Did I, do you take you take, a po- you take a post when you were staying there? No, I would go with him though and just hang out in the front gate. He'd take he'd grab the gun and we would just walk to the front gate and watch soccer until
1: uh, the shift was over. So, so what happened? Like if someone comes, it's Nothing just happened. on. Yeah, it's just you just <laughs> let people in. You push the gate, you open the gate. Has he ever had an issue? I don't think
0: there was ever really an issue. No, I mean, gotcha. You know, but my we're, on that place where my, my mom grew up, there's bomb shelters like they used to have those issues where you would have to run in the bomb shelter but
1: but i think what he'd tell you is not preparing is preparing to fail so you gotta, you gotta come prepared
0: uh daniel
1: says you could literally
0: have a desk job like most of us in the military
1: all right um
0: what are the odds ethan what are the odds belichick trades up for fields the trades just sitting there at seven or
1: eight i i i can't fathom justin fields being there at seven or eight can't fathom it six three and a half 441 68 touchdowns 9 picks. I just it's hard to just close your eyes and envision the scenario. I don't care like how raw his feet are in the pocket like Josh Allen when football was easy was like throwing 52% completion percentage. Like come on. And people kind of wanted to take him one or two or three, That's right. right? It was like said know. it the year prior like this guy is going to go number 1. Yeah, I was like, but the stats were so bad. People were like, I don't know if we can quite pull this off. But I bet there are people. I mean, clearly regret it, right? Yep. If you could do it over, he would have gone one. And now we're getting a guy that's sixty nine percent for two years at Ohio State with those stats, and he's going to go seven. We just had a guy very similar, but who was actually productive and beat Clemson, who's going to go seven. Like I just do the math. It doesn't. It doesn't add up, guy. I can you can you see Justin Fields going seven or eight? No. <laughs> It would be it would be a statistical anomaly, given his physical attributes and his production. Because the first time, just the the buzz, and we talked about this on Friday's podcast, is like, what did he throw like forty touchdowns, twenty picks? And you look, you're like, wait, am I is this Trevor Lawrence's stat page? Well, the stat page is pretty eye opening. What if he went like thirteen,
0: and then draft night it came out like Orlovsky was right? Would Orlovsky with the internet owe oh, Orlovsky an
1: apology? Uh, I've talked to enough people to know that Orlovsky's not right. And he even he's embraced it. I know. He's had to go hard pivot the other way. I'd, I'd take him. I know that. One, one, I one take, take I, I think is a little overrated. Because unless you're like Tiger Woods, even Michael Jordan watching that documentary wasn't necessarily thinking this. I, it just, I hate this saying. He wants to be great. Like I think you want to be great once you kind of figure it out. Like I think college players want to be really good. They want to get drafted really high. And then I think the more mature you get you realize how it's attainable but like he really wants to be great. I hear that a lot
0: and it's like yeah, I want to be great 20 but years I also old. feel like a nap. So
1: Yeah, but I, but it's it's I more understandable like I think our age or something like you want to atta- I think it's harder to think like what percentage even of the most talented people at 20 years old truly I mean I think they say it because they hear it said. Thousands. They want to be good, they work Thousands. hard.
0: I think so much now is it's so easy to figure out how to fake it. And fake it doesn't mean you're a fraud necessarily. It's just you might not have had the experience yet that gives you the confidence that you now know how to project. Every quarterback interviews on TV. Everyone's being taught all the, all the methods to try and psych themselves up, which, again, that stuff can work.
1: But it makes it a little it's, harder to play detective and figure out who's. Do fake you think that's case. why? That's, that's why Michael, his rookie year, was like, you know, I walked into the in the hotel room. Jimmy's over there with cocaine. Billy's over there with two hookers. And I'm like, guys, I'm just rookie Michael Jordan from North Carolina. I'm not into hookers and cocaine and gambling. I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> he was naming them, and it was like, Michael, you just you threw everyone under the bus. There's not. There's got to be no better feeling than narrating your own documentary, it's like mom, mom, dad, brother, sisters, my wife now, hookers blow everywhere. I said no, I'm the bigger man. See ya. <laughs> that was that was the highlight. At least one of them of the documentary claiming it, yeah, it, it was the one and him him grabbing and the how iPad. seamless he transitioned. He was like, I'm just this naive kid from North Carolina, and they're doing drugs. <laughs> I would love to know the real story. Well, like I, I maybe and honestly, it, it is. It might have happened, but, like, the Michael we know now ain't just, like, walking out of the party. At the time, he might have been a little bit, right? Yeah, it's possible. They were a clown operation, right? Maybe he just like, who are these guys? But usually, guys, you just kind of, even if you turn stuff down, you just kind of gravitate to your teammates or your coworkers. You just try to fit in, right? Even Michael would, you know. Absolutely. It's like, it, I got Billy Tolliver over here smoking meth. It, anyone like, what that's, are you doing? Anyone, has seen, anyone that has seen the,
0: that show that I mentioned to you, Righteous Gemstones with Danny McBride, there's a scene at the end of the first season, which is basically exactly what you describe, where he gets blackmailed for doing a bunch of coke with hookers, and he calls all the other guys that he did it with and their wives to a meeting to show. He's like, I have to exonerate myself. And he shows them the tape. And all the other guys are like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? he's like i had to come clean he's
2: like why did you have to
0: include all of us in this that was mj basically (laughs) That was incredible all right longest mailbag ever but worth it have a great weekend everybody thanks for hanging subscribe to the youtube like the youtube video and uh yeah we'll be doing a live stream on draft night so
1: get ready for that guy i just looked up spieth and justin thomas tied for second right now on rose's heels hell yeah you would guess right does justin rose hang on to this thing Hang on to win? No. Yeah. But I feel like he hangs around. He's not yeah, a he's I, not a, a cracker. No. You're probably... Eh. He did say Scott Van Pelt yesterday after he shot seven under. He's like, yeah, I didn't even know where my game was coming into the tournament. Oh, that's <laughs> I was like, not oh. ideal. <laughs> he took a few <laughs> swings today early in the round. I saw that were terrible. Like, you know, one of
0: those, like he swings, like takes an arm off and then just like
1: starts dropping the club before the balls even landed. I do give him a little credit. Like... I, At like eight or nine in the morning, I look up. He's four. He was like three over. I'm like, God, he's going to blow up. He did kind of get it back. I mean, yeah. All
3: right, everybody. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.